Welcome to Real Estate Investing Abundance, the show for busy, fulfilled professionals like you to learn how to develop financial independence built on solid, passive real estate investments. Now, here is your host, Dr. Alan Lomax. Hello, enlightened investors. Delighted to be with you again today as we take a look at active versus passive investing. Mike Sowers is the CEO and the founder of Commercial Investors Group, a private equity company that repositions commercial real estate assets. The company offers opportunities to invest passively in deals and is the only commercial real estate investing franchise on the planet. Mike, take us into the show and share an experience that helped you to be who you are today. Hey, thanks for having me on the show, and I'm grateful to be here and, and talk a little bit about, about our company and what we're working on. What helped me get to where I am today is I went to school for entrepreneurship and finance, and I've always had a passion for running my own business. And that stemmed from when I was a little kid. One of my friend's dads was at every one of his soccer games during the summers. And my dad was traveling salesman working 80 hours a week. And I was like, man, I wonder what that kid's dad does for a living. And I found out he owned his own machine shop. And so as an entrepreneur, he was able to really create flexibility in his life. So that's when I determined, like, I want to run my own business. And so fast forward, I had this drive to succeed and start my own business. So I ran a uh, franchise for College Pro Painters for a couple summers. And then ultimately, I started my own remodeling business. And I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad in college and got excited that real estate was it. I made a decision. I'm going to get rich in real estate. You know, watched one of these late night Carlton Sheets kind of deals and bought the course. And that's how I started my my journey and I started buying properties at 21 years old and did it all wrong and backwards and way overpaid for everything and leveraged myself up to my eyeballs and lost everything that I had in the 2007-2008 crisis. And that was the best blessing ever because I'm not a quitter. And so I learned how to raise capital from other people. I learned how to flip houses and I learned how to do a lot of other things that forced me to get seller financing and, and do creative deal structures because I didn't have credit anymore. And what I realized is that you don't need credit to buy properties. You just need other people who have credit to buy properties or you need to convince the seller to finance the deal. And so I came with a lot of different creative financing strategies and I started looking at deal structure to extend beyond purchase price and how many days to close to how are we financing the deal as well. And so fast forward, I did that for a little over a decade and I built a pretty substantially sized remodeling company and I sold that business in 2017. And all those years I had renovated over a thousand projects and mixed in wholesaling, flipping and rental properties. There was only one challenge. I got bored. I got bored of residential real estate. Flipping a house to make 20 or 25 grand or even 50 grand didn't feel exciting to me anymore. And it just felt like I was like, the only way to continue expanding is to just keep taking on more and more headaches. And I didn't want to do that. I wanted to take a step back. I lost my mom to suicide in 2015. And the two years that followed that, I went down a pathway of self-reflection and ultimately decided that life was no longer about making as much money as possible. It was about designing a life where I was going to be impactful on the people that I love. And so it kind of changed my mindset. So I said, look, 
I'll take a, a pay cut. I'll sell my business and I'll go back to doing something that gives me that freedom. Going back to the original reason why I got in the business in the first place as a kid was I want to be there for my kids' soccer games. So after 2017, I started buying commercial properties. I had the cash that I thought was needed to finally do it. And I kind of relearned the same lesson over again for the second time, which was you don't need cash to buy commercial properties either. Because I ran out of cash and then I solved a complex problem, which was how do you raise capital from other people who are good people that want to get in on these deals, but they either don't have the time or the experience to do it. And I figured out how to structure partnerships that are extremely beneficial to all the people involved, where one group of individuals puts up the cash and in exchange for remaining completely passive, they give some of the upside to the other group who does all the work. And then I wrote a book on what that work is. It's the seven steps that we utilize in our system. And I published that on Amazon last year. And I was blessed that hit an Amazon best-selling status in the first week it came out and has been bought by countries all over the world. And people are utilizing that system now to implement these strategies in their market. And it's given us a lot of access to you know, speaking events and podcasts and things like that, that otherwise we may not have had opportunities to do. So I'm just excited to, to be able to give away these strategies to other people and, and not expect anything in return. My goal is to help other people get to where they want to be financially so that they can be at their kids' soccer games. Mike, thanks for sharing that. A very interesting story. And take us into what it is that is different about what you do as a commercial investor as opposed to what a typical syndicator would do. Well, there's a few things. One is we don't have a coaching model to help other people do this. We have a franchising model. And I used to coach people, but then I realized that it was very front heavy, one-sided deal. They would pay me 50 or 100 grand on the front end. I'd coach them for 12 months and send them on their way. And maybe there were opportunities to partner with them on some deals, but it didn't feel like a long-term relationship. I've been talking all morning. So I came across this idea of, well, what if we actually franchised it? And instead of saying, we're going to coach you, is you're going to be a long-term partner. And it's how we can buy properties in their market and still have local boots on the ground. And so we are the only commercial real estate investing franchise system on the planet. In our models, we buy ugly commercial buildings, basically. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like Homevestor's model, but I can't disclose anything about their model really, but just know it's a fee-based model. Ours is a partnership equity-based model. So our royalty, if you will, is partnering with them on the deal. So we only win when they win. It's a true alignment of interest. It's not a transactionally based nature relationship. So nobody else out there can say that they're doing that. The second thing that's unique is I built a proprietary software system to do multi-channel direct marketing, deal analysis, due diligence, and back-end funding for the entire front end of our process. Or like the first three of our seven steps, it automates all of that. And nobody else out there has anything like it. And that's the backbone of our organization that our investors and our franchisees get access to, to really walk along this path. And what it really does is it allows us to capture more opportunities and structure a lot of risk out of our deals because we're able to see pinpoints in different metrics and stuff that other people that don't have this kind of visibility into their data can't see. 
Sounds very interesting. Mike, take us through just the seven steps that you have outlined in your book. Sure. So they all started with F. I'm a big fan of alliteration. I love poetry and alliteration is my favorite tool when writing poems. So they are Fs. It's find, figure, fund, fix, fill, financials, and freedom. So basically the system is this. You go find a deal, figure out what to pay for it, and fund it using debt and equity partners. Then you fix it up, fill the vacancies, drive the financials to peak performance, and then achieve freedom of your time, capital, and profit by either refinancing or selling and exchanging into another project. Well, sounds like a a great book. So, Mike, how is it that our audience can find the book and take advantage of that? The easiest way to do it is if you go to Amazon and you type in my name, Mike Sowers, S-O-W-E-R-S, it should pop right up. You can type in the title as well. It's commercial real estate investing, but you have to weed through a bunch to find me. But find the one that has my name on it, Mike Sowers. It's uh, blue and gold. And you can buy the soft or hardcover or there's PDF Kindle version. And there's also an audible version if you're an audiobook person as well. Mike, tell us how it is that you help your franchisees succeed. We have a five S's framework. So the first thing we give them is we give them a proven investing strategy. If you have a bad strategy, you do them from the start. So we give them a strategy that's worked that where we do a lot more work on the front end, but we create long-term, low-risk investments because we create significant value in them. And so our cost basis is significantly below the market value, and that insulates us long-term against downfalls in the market. I'm not afraid of a recession whatsoever because I have so much equity beyond my basis in all of my properties. The second thing we give them is a system. A strategy is worthless if you can't execute on it. So the system is the seven steps to freedom I just talked to you about. That's really our execution or our operational aspect of our business. The third thing we give is the software. It's one thing to know how to do it. It's another thing to have the tools to be able to do it effectively so that you can spend more time finding and funding deals and less time doing paperwork. And then the fourth thing, we give support. So we pair them with a deal coach, an accountability coach, with upfront training. We have a back-end learning management system where they can watch videos and take an online course and do a lot of learning on their own time at a self-paced nature. And we have regular and ongoing leadership meetings. We've implemented the EOS system in our business. And so we're constantly looking at uh, issues in our business and solving big problems. And everybody's got a scorecard. They know what their metrics are and they're working hard towards those metrics. And at the end of the day, just having somebody they can pick up the phone and call when they're stuck is critical. I think that's the most important piece because The process and the strategy are simple, but the deals themselves are complex. And there's so many different moving parts that if you don't have somebody to help you like see from above the clouds, you can get lost in the minutia and miss some big pieces of the pie. So it's good to have a second set of eyes at corporate helping you with all that stuff. And, you know, we help them generate leads. We help them. We have a deals meeting every week. We actually do all their property level accounting for them. So... Our goal is so that they can focus on big picture stuff and drive their business forward. And and we take a lot of the small pieces that usually weigh down first-time operators, people who have a a portfolio of under 10 properties, and they get stuck in the day-to-day 
management of the business or they don't know how to generate leads, we solve a lot of those problems for them so that they can really grow their business much more effectively and efficiently. And my fifth S is uh, success, right? The other four S's ultimately lead to success, but we're just an advisor at the end of the day. We're not the boots on the ground. The whole vision for the franchise system was to grow $10 billion portfolio across the country, but do it by having local operators who run their own business, but they're plugging into a proven model. The one best way to do it that we know how to do it, that's been successful for us on hundreds of millions of dollars in deals and continues to be successful. And we continue to refine and redefine that process so that it evolves over time, so that we're not getting stagnant. And humility is a strength for us, which is why we've implemented some of the feedback loops. We don't ever want to get to the point, like we know our system works, but we'll never get to the point where we don't think that it can't get better. Mike, how do you go about vetting your deal sponsors? We don't partner with deal sponsors that are not franchisees. So it's really us vetting the franchisees and that's taking them through a very long process, like five to seven touch points, personality tests, full applications, background checks, personal financial statements, the whole nine yards. If they want to become a long-term partner of our business, they got to prove that they want it, they get it, they have the capital to do it, and they have the capacity. And for those that make it to the end, I mean, for a thousand people who come through paid ads, you might do one deal. So we vet heavily, but then we support those with extreme dollar amounts. I mean, we have a lot of high paid salaried people to support our franchise network. Well, Mike, why do you invest in commercial real estate versus other investment vehicles? Well, I've done them both. There's several reasons why commercial reigns supreme, in my opinion. And I've been investing in commercial for about half the time I flipped houses and did residential. So I still haven't got to 50-50, but I wish somebody had kicked me in the shins about 15 years ago and said, dude, just jump into commercial right away and took the limiting beliefs that I had about thinking I needed to have 500,000 saved up to, to start in commercial. And I was just going to do what felt gettable, which was go buy a house. The reason you don't think you can get into commercial is because you don't know how to raise equity capital from other people for the down payment. Once you learn that skill, then you can do an unlimited number of deals. As long as you have good deals that are low risk that you're going to be able to make money on, there's people out there with money that will do those deals with you. You just have to find them and make sure your structure is something that they get excited about. So commercial, first and foremost, your tenant is a business owner. And Dealing with business owners, it tends to be much more pleasant than dealing with renters, in my opinion. Second thing is it's generally business done during business hours. And those business tenants are much more pleasant when there's maintenance issues because they don't live there overnight and you don't have to deal with after hours calls and all the headaches that problem renters create for you on late night, my toilet's broken kind of stuff. So all things being equal financially, I think that would make a big difference. The second thing is you can control the value of the property by manipulating the underlying income and the sustainability, repeatability, and transferability of that income. Commercial assets are generally valued based on an income approach, and you can control that multiple, and you can control the underlying income. With houses, you really 
can't do that. You can fix a house up. If you put a tenant in it, you probably devalued it. In most cases, they sell for top dollar as a vacant property to an owner occupant. So there's really not a whole lot you can do to manipulate the value. It's basically set based on what the other houses like it look. And the only thing you can do to change it is give it a facelift. But you're stuck with what the market's doing. So that's what I like about commercial. And then just general scalability. Me flipping a commercial project to make a million dollars in profit requires about the same amount of work as flipping a house to make 50 grand. You have the same amount of trades. Like instead of doing a 2,000 square foot roof, I'm doing a 200,000 square foot roof. Mike, what is your personal mission? My personal mission is to develop people, places, and ideas and help people achieve their version of freedom in their life so that they can spend their time doing the things that God called them to do. Mike, it's been wonderful having you today. Thank you for sharing with us all of your wisdom and knowledge and expertise and sharing with our viewers and listeners how it is that they can take advantage of the opportunities that you have to offer. So thanks so much, Mike. Yeah, thanks for having me on the show. It's a great honor and I appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in to Real Estate Investing Abundance brought to you by Steve Talker Capital, a company working for passionate professionals like you to develop financial independence built on solid, passive real estate investments. As part of our efforts to make the world a better place, Steve Talker Capital contributes to activities and organizations committed to better understand the equine. These endeavors attempt to enhance the human treatment of horses worldwide. Steve Talker Capital, working for a world where all creatures, great and small, flourish abundantly. For resources to develop your financial independence, connect with us at stevetalker.com.